some people may have forgotten just how good Deshaun Watson is. Just because he hasn't played in two years, me and Jeff will talk to you about why, what makes him so dynamic, what helps him improve the Cleveland Browns offense, and why this should be a great game to watch this weekend to have his skill set be on full display. We'll talk about that coming out of the gate. Then we'll get into the defense. You know, we, we got Deshaun Watson, but... We got to get to the defense. Defense is what was causing us to lose games. Actually, when you look back to last Sunday, the defense did their thing. Was that just they were excited? How was the defense able to put that together? Can they keep it up? And what do you want to look forward to going into this week? Uh, And we'll definitely take a deep dive into MJ Emerson's play, shutting down Mike Evans and being a solid contributor, probably your best corner all year. We'll talk about what he's done well. Uh, spot shadow him a little bit as well and then of course in that third segment we will bring in hall of fame um left tackle joe thomas will be in the building with us he'll talk to us about deshaun watson the game coming up as well and overall what are the browns chances going down the back stretch of competing and keep keeping this thing moving with their slim playoff hopes alive by going six and oh we'll do that all coming up next on this episode of the locked on browns podcast You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB, on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform. Of course, YouTube, make sure you subscribe, uh, have notifications on so the content drops, you're ready to absorb it. Throw some likes on these episodes for us, guys, as we're you know out here trying to bust our butts, doing the best, and giving you the best Cleveland Browns coverage we possibly can. Also, if you have the Roku app, go ahead and check it out, Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find us. You will find the Locked On Cavaliers show. You will find the Locked On Guardians show. And, of course, G. Bush and the crew over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Your host, Garrett Bush of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 923 The Fans, The Barbershop, Monday, I'm sorry, Saturday mornings, uh, 8 to 12, other numerous appearances on 92.3 The Fan, pregame, postgame sh- uh, coverage for your Browns, your Buckeyes, your Cavaliers, and, of course, when the time comes, the Cleveland Guardians. Make sure you follow at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, as Garrett said, um, you know, I, I think with some of the, you know, off-field thoughts of Deshaun Watson, I think – some people maybe are choosing to ignore the player that Deshaun Watson is, the talent Deshaun Watson is. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit here. Uh, the defense was a little bit better showing this week, uh, last week against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This needs to be a consistent thing here. Um, and, you know, as much and as great as we all think Deshaun Watson is, doesn't play on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, needs the defense to basically play in lockstep with the offense. So Deshaun Watson's on the field as much as possible. We're going to get into that. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about Martin Emerson. Um, it, it's just been, it's just been really, really an incredible ride for the young man to this point. Um, so we're going to, uh, you know, certainly uh, get a chance here to basically give a tip of the cap to, you know, MJ Emerson and Joe Thomas come pop in here for a bit. Um, 
you know, always good to sit down and, you know, talk it out with Joe and get it from you know, the player standpoint, a franchise player standpoint about things that are going on here. Um, but as of the time of this recording, uh, Denzel Ward, uh, not a practice participant this week. And with Denzel, it's always a little tough. And it's maybe a knee and an ankle. Kind of wonder at Houston team is not really that difficult probably maybe not a week Denzel Ward gonna be a part of this party so we'll see how that plays out David Ajoku still not practicing yet we'll see how that plays out on Friday um you know knee dinged up banged up we'll see how that all goes here um but getting Deshaun you know, back here at this time and finally putting him into the mix uh Garrett the, you know the the statistics from 2020 speak for themselves. I think it's only five interceptions, you know, 33 touchdown passes through for you know, well over 4,500 yards. If anybody remembers 2020, he actually played the rounds that year. It was a nasty, windy game. That was the game. Nick Chubb took the knee at the one Browns won 10, seven. There was really no offense to be had that day. Um, you know, so Deshaun Watson threw for like a hundred and change that day. So keep in mind, you know, that statistical production and that wasn't the 17 game season. That was a 16-game season, but essentially it was only 15 games because you take out the Cleveland game. Um, but you get Deshaun in here, and you, it, it, there's just no like hiding from the player that he has been on the field. Um, and as far as you know, putting a team on his back, it's pretty much what he did most of his time while he played for the Houston Texans. Uh, you're getting in here to where this offense is basically in a feel-good stage. Uh, the offensive line, there's been ups and downs there as far as guys going in, going out. Week in, week out, they seem to put together a, a solid effort. Um, you'll find a way to play in unison to you know help the run game do what it needs to do to you know ease the passing game. Um, the one thing I'm looking for is pass rushers. You know, you know, Deshaun, how quick is he going to be able to pick up uh, and feel you know the pass rush? Because that's one thing you do worry about with some time away from the game. Um, you know, everybody always talks about it like white noise, so to speak. Like you just have this, you know, inner clock in the back of your head that's basically not seeing things, but is seeing things and basically, you know, working with your body to get out. Uh, but, you know, getting it Deshaun back at this point, and we all know, you know, the numbers point point four point seven or whatever. But like G says, you know, hey, man, this is time for breaking out the Kool-Aid here. So we're about to start, you know, feel good about where this product is going to go. and. With a guy like Deshaun at the helm, the way Amari's played, the way Donovan Peoples-Jones has played, the way David Njoku has played to this point, Garrett, it, it's hard not to believe that this offense, it, it, it's just going to click. It's just going to jump off here. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that want to say that, oh, this might not be it. Maybe we might have to wait till next year to see Deshaun Watson. And I think one thing that happens with Browns fans is, you know, to, to be honest with you, we've, we haven't had very much to cheer for for a long period of time. And every time we think we get somebody, they turn out to be not the guy, whether that's the draft, whether that's free agency. And so I think there's a little bit of everybody be hedging their bet and no one wants to look like a fool. You know, everybody has been in relationships before where you have bad ones and you meet a good person the next time and you're kind of apprehensive. You don't want to put all your cards on the table. You're a little, uh, I don't know if I want to say this is my girlfriend or my boyfriend because you're <laughs> apprehensive due to the last bad relationship you had. And the Browns have had the most terrible relationships with the most important position in all of football. So so it, I can understand why people are, are temper with their expectations because they're looking at it like this. You ain't played in two years. There's a lot of controversy surrounding you. 
so the negativity or, or, or the negativity you surrounded yourself by the move has tainted your, your eyes a little bit. And to be truthful, there's a lot of people that only watch the Browns. Let's be honest with you. Um, there, there's, there, you know, everyone doesn't play fantasy football and everyone doesn't watch the Houston Te- Texans or a bunch of the other teams. So they may have not had an opportunity to see him. But I'm going to tell you what, this dude, we played a little game on Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I mean, this guy threw for, you know, 4,500 yards, and in his career he's thrown for under 100, over 100 touchdowns. And we were like, hey, what, what quarterbacks could we add together to get to 104? And there was like 12 quarterbacks that we put in there over the past decade that still combined together for their whole entire career doesn't have 104 touchdown passes. That puts it in perspective of how good he's been and how bad we've been when it comes to getting quarterbacks. So I look at this, and he's going to be able to come in, use his legs. He's going to be very accurate. He's going to be one of the guys that that, that really knows what he's talking about in, in terms of how to diagnose what the defense is trying to do. He can extend plays. Um, he, he's pretty much a guy that has every tool in his tool belt in order to, to make big plays and have teams win. And so I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. I'm excited about what Kevin Stefanski is going to cook up. And I'm excited for everybody else to see um, Deshaun Watson if they have not had an opportunity to see him up close and personal. It's time. It's a simple way to put it. Look, it's been, for the Browns, it's been over eight months. It has been over eight months since you acquired this guy. Um, And other than a a couple of, you know, terrible, disgusting-looking reps in early August in Jacksonville. We haven't gotten to see him. Um, The time has passed. He will be here. He is ready to go. You can hear in players' voices their enthusiasm, their excitement, uh, the legitimacy that they feel that he brings to this team, to this offense, Guy is a special, special talent on the field. And for all of you who, you know, are are focusing on the other side, on the other things, I can understand it and we can sympathize with that. But this is our job. Our job is to cover this team. And now he is part of it. And talking about what he can do and the difference we feel he can make for this organization on the field is what we are here to do. We're going to switch it up here, though. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball here. Couple of tweaks over the last couple of weeks here made a little bit of a difference here on the defensive side of the ball. Here, um, the guy that nobody saw coming as the first overall selection for the Browns in the 2022 draft, straight up player number 23. So, Jeff Floyd, Garrett Bush, and third segment, folks, you don't want to leave us early today. The big guy, number 73, Joe Thomas, gonna be in the house. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. Book an SUV or a minivan for a family road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even test drive an EV. Please uh, understand that every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. 
Find Block Forever now, wherever you get your podcast. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level. Ryan and guests discuss topics like the player's psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, and how to deal with combative teammates. There is nothing that is out of bounds. It's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch the full Block Forever series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. Garrett Bush in the building. Jeff Lloyd here at GBush91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Like Jeff said, don't you play around. We got a surprise for you coming up next segment. So make sure you stay tight here. We'll get to that coming up here in a moment. But first, we want to say thanks for everybody supporting us on wherever you download your podcast. Continue to support us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell and definitely subscribe to the channel so you don't miss these little surprises coming up. And you don't miss the two-minute warning and the two-minute drill, our post-game show with me, Jeff, Mike McNuggets, as well as Adam the Bull. Every two-minute warning, we will be out here uh, giving you the rest of the game. Uh, the, 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 the first post-game. That comes to you before the game is over. Groundbreaking. We break the news while it's going on, so we'll continue to do that. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and the Locked on Browns podcast. You can catch it here, or you can catch it simultaneously live over on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show page as well. Uh, Jeff, we've talked about this all year. The defense is, is, is the side of the ball. That's been letting the Browns down. Um, we talked about Joe Woods. We talked about the lack of pressure. We talked about the lack of turnovers. And for lack of better, uh, you know, uh, lack of better term, they've just been garbage. They haven't been doing their part. And this team was going to be like a, a top five defense. Everybody thought they were going to be there. However, last week they turned that around. They played much better defensively against a guy who's going to be going down as probably the best player of all time. Or, or at least the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. They were able to do some things. Miles Garrett looked like he was back to his old self. He got a couple impactful sacks. And one guy who I think really has played his tail off, not just that game, but throughout the rest of the season, is one Martin Emerson or MJ Emerson or whoever he want to call himself if he's going <laughs> to keep playing that good. Blanketing Mike Evans. You know, getting national love for the way he's been physical, blanketing <laughs> receivers. I thought about taking Mike Evans off my dog on fantasy teams. I almost started. I said, man, I gotta, sit, I gotta sit him down. This guy, we he making me rethink him in the starting lineup. But all just aside, he he's been a tremendous find for Mississippi State. Look at what he's done with his link, his ability to to reroute receivers, athletic hands, high point in the football all the things you need to do to be a corner. And one thing you can't teach is that elite size, Jeff. The size just jumps right off the off, off the page. And, and, and he uses it well. Um, right now, we talked about it in a previous uh, podcast. We've, I believe he's right now their best corner, and he's shown it consistently all year. Your thoughts on Emerson and the defense in general? Well, if anybody remembers when we sat down the other day with John Costco and we were talking about like how they're trying to figure out this nickel, what you learned from last Sunday and you learned in previous weeks, 
you learned on that big fourth down stop against the Chargers, which could have turned that game into the Browns' favor, is Martin Emerson, he's a dude. You need somebody to go out. And, and as much as the Browns are are, are are looking for what the nickel will be down the road, they can go through that with some of these guys because you have Martin Emerson on the outside. It's rare that you have a guy that can match up with six foot two, six foot three wide receivers. He can match their length. He can match their quickness, their foot speed. Um, it, it's still one of the, you know, I think everybody kind of sat when the first pick of the 2022 draft was named for the Browns said corner, really corner. Kind of interesting because you know, we got Greg Newsom, just gave Denzel Ward a whole bunch of money. But good teams, you never, on the defensive side of the ball, you never slack on two things. You never slack on coverage. You never slack on pass rush. That's keys fundamental to how you build the defense, basically building it from the outside in. He's been everything you can think of. Um, granted, he's gotten more opportunity than maybe he was originally slated to uh, due to some injuries to Denzel and obviously Greg Newsom here. Um, but, you know, when you find a guy who can consistently stay in phase, can stay in the hip of a receiver, um, and the thing that he is so adept at, in my opinion, is his eyes are on the guy he's covering his eyes all the time. And you can see as the receiver starts to raise their hands, Martin Emerson's reading their eyes. His hand goes up in unison. He has just been an absolute, absolute gem of a find to this point. There is no question about it. He's easily been the Browns' best cornerback this year. But for the defensive side of the ball, here's a couple of things that have been working. I know a lot of people were down early on Grant Delpit early in the year. Grant Delpit's been a really, really consistent player here for about the last five, six weeks. You know, as far as you know, not getting lost in coverage and being his normal self in run support and consistent in that. The other thing that's been kind of key here is putting Sione Takitaki at the mic. Physical. And this is allowing Jeremiah Usukoromoa to go back to being more of a freelance player. You're taking 28 and saying, look, there's the running back. There's the center. There's the quarterback. Find the ball. Go get it, kid. I, you know, I, We don't need to talk about pursuit angles. We don't need to talk about run fits. Basically, the Browns are saying we're playing 10 on 10, taking the quarterback out of the equation. You go do what you do. Go be an athlete. Go be an intelligent football player and make things happen. So, you know, to Joe Woods' credit, and I'm not saying this is saving Joe Woods' bacon by any means whatsoever, some tweaks here and some improved play by some players have improved the overall product. Um, but Martin Emerson is going to be a factor here for years. Uh, what the Browns have put into this guy, you know, what they think they have in this guy, they absolutely smoked it here. Um, and, you know, gee, you were mentioned before we hit the record button, uh, Brian Baldbanger talked about his game last week, basically said it was the best cornerback game he has seen this season. If anybody remembers over the summer when the Eagles were in town, um, you know, somebody I've met through the years now with the Eagles organization literally dropped me a text. And I, I do not know how you guys did this. This guy is absolute legit. He's a total steal. Brown's got him in the third round. Um, so everybody wants to get on, you know, some, you know, and look, I think you're all just finding scabs to pick now just because you're, you know, upset that the team is four and seven. And I'll be honest with you, as a fan, that's fair. It truly is. But Martin Emerson, a gem, gem of a selection. And he is going to be part of what brings whatever new defensive order comes here. He is going to be one of the reasons that guy will come here. He wants to come work with a guy like Miles Garrett. He wants to come work with a guy like Miles Garrett, knowing he's got a guy like Martin Emerson. I can go down and blanket 
a Mike Evans. Uh, so, I mean, for as rough as it's been on the defensive side of the ball, maybe starting to eliminate some of the questions with some answers, still a ton of work to be done there. Uh, we'll see how it plays out for the final six weeks here. Um, but even though Martin Emerson was not drafted in the first round, uh, it does feel like the Browns got a first round return from Martin Emerson, Jay. Definitely. Um, you know, and that's the great thing. One of the first round pick playing like it. And that's what you need to do to build your depth in this league. You need to be able to get guys who you didn't get in the first couple of rounds. You got them late, but you turned them into something great. Um, really nice start to his career. Hopefully he keeps his trajectory um, and becomes one of the, you know, the stars of the defense. But um, as so far for this year, he's been lights out. Um, and we're going to need him down the last six games if the Browns want to continue to make some noise uh, finishing the season out. No question. And, you know, this is key. I mean, you know, you're going to face the Ravens again. You are going to face the Bengals again. And look, this time it's, you know, it's going to be a game where Jamar Chase is obviously involved. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know, I, I can't, I, I want Emerson on Pickens again, man. I want to see more of that. Absolutely. No question about it. Uh, we just got uh, one more thing to take care of. Then we're going to open up the door. Let the big fella in. Number 73, Joe Thomas. We appreciate you all, as always, for being along on this ride with us here on Lockdown Browns. Jeff Lloyd, G. Bush, on the latest LOB. This episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So if you're looking for work, you're looking to hire somebody, LinkedIn is a major, major asset that can get you into filling those holes. Uh, you add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivery, quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. We appreciate you all working with us through a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll add this up later. Uh, we got a special guest in the building, Joe Thomas, uh, you know, future Hall of Famer. Browns left tackle in the building talking to us about uh, what's going on on the field and, and getting Deshaun Watson back. Joe, I've been a guy. Um, I've been, you know, saying that we're going to drink the Kool-Aid. I've been trying to get Jeff to come across. But, you know. <laughs> Um, we're trying to start this six and zero thing, and and one of the things I look at is you, you've played for some um, not so great quarterbacks, um, but there is something to be said for getting a boost or a bump when playing with a great player. Um, do you think that uh, Deshaun Watson and his presence and what he brings to the team is going to give them a little uptick, especially if they can continue to this winning streak against Houston? There's no doubt. Hope breeds effort. That was one thing that. Michael Irvin would always say when I did Thursday night football with him. And it's something that I believe in because as much as we all want to think that every player on every team in the NFL is always giving their absolute 
best effort in practice with their preparation and their focus. And then on game day, it's just not the case, right? There's human nature that comes into it. And when you're out of it a little bit, you're going to get guys that just aren't quite as bought in that maybe aren't taking the time, maybe not on Sundays. Maybe everyone's still giving great effort on Sundays, but maybe during the week they're cutting corners a little bit. It's starting to get to that holiday time of the year. And they're maybe getting out of the building a little bit early. They're not watching that extra game that they usually do. They're not watching that extra 15 minutes of cutups. And then, those moments show up on Sundays and they miss those opportunities. But when you have a great quarterback like Deshaun Watson and you're playing for something, right? You're, you're going for Garrett 6-0. and We're all drinking the Kool-Aid, trying to get into that playoffs. You're trying to sneak in. Nobody wants to be the reason. This is one thing my offensive line coach, George <laughs> Warhop, always used to say. We don't want to be the reason. We're never going to be the reason you win the game, but we sure as hell can be the reason you lose the game. And you don't want to be the reason you lose the game because you didn't prepare the way you should have. And when you have that quarterback and you have that hope of a playoffs or of being able to go on a big string, everybody's going to be locked in. They're going to be buying in and you're going to get everybody's best effort during the week of preparation. And then on Sundays on game day. No doubt. Um, I, I just want to get to this here um, before we close out with some Brown stuff. Um, Joe, obviously big hire here for uh, University of Wisconsin. Um, you know, Luke Fickle did a tremendous job at Cincinnati. Uh, time to go get your feet wet at the next level, so to speak. Uh, so for your alma mater, talk a little bit about the hire, the excitement. Um, you know, Wisconsin, you know, perennially usually won in in it almost every year with their unique individual style of play. It, um but, you know, go out and get a bigger name here. Obviously, some big expectations for Luke Fickle coming in. Yeah, Luke's raised the expectations of the Badger football program. You know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, if you're a Wisconsin fan, you expected to be playing for the Big Ten Championship every single season. We felt like we could compete with the Michigans, the Ohio States, year in and year out. But as college football kind of changed the way people played a little bit more spread out spread offenses bringing in some more talented skill players from outside of the midwest you saw michigan ohio state kind of separating themselves a little bit and then with the addition of the transfer portal and nil you know those programs have tremendous resources and i think you're you were seeing because of their record in the last few seasons the results of all of those things being combined and then you had teams like Wisconsin and Iowa and a lot of the teams, especially in the Big Ten West, that were still kind of doing things the old way. And so I think Chris McIntosh, who's the athletic director at Wisconsin, he wanted to take a big swing and try to modernize the program a little bit to be able to compete with Michigan and Ohio State every single year. And that's why they brought in Luke Fickle. Uh, he was the biggest name in college football as far as coach that potentially could be available to make that next step from Cincinnati to one of the power five conferences, even though I know Cincinnati is going to the big 12. Uh, do we really think the big 12 is deserving of being in the conversation with the sec and the big 10? Eh, I don't know. I'm sure there's some big 12 people who are a little offended by hearing that, but it's the truth. And so for, for Badger fans, you bring in Luke fickle and you try to modernize a little bit, but also I think you remain true and loyal to some of the things that built this program into the powerhouse football program that it was. And that is that the wins and losses are still built in the Midwest on the offensive and defensive lines. And that's the toughness, the blue collar mentality that Luke Fickle still is going to bring to Wisconsin and remain true to the roots of Badger football when Barry Alvarez came here in the early 90s. 
Yeah, I, I, I listen. Tremendous hire. I, I, you know, I was. Uh, I thought felt at one point in time Luke was going to uh, definitely be a person that might have been back up for the Ohio State job if things didn't go correctly for Ryan Day moving forward. Um, but I, I, I agree with what you say. NIO in the transfer portal has changed um, dramatically. Um, you know, the, the, the face of college football. And they just announced that in 2025, I, I believe, will be the first 12-man, 12 uh, 12-team playoff, which which thank God. Thank God. Thank God. How slow are these get, guys that move on that? Man, we 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 get more than two SEC teams and two throw-ins every single You know, the NFL out. is just laughing at him. Like, what do y'all do? Turn it down, turn it down money? Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> what, what a silly thing to wait this long, but finally they get it right, I guess. Uh, you know, you, you, back to the Browns, and we'll, we'll finish up here. You've been so gracious to, uh, you know, give us a little bit of extra of your time. Um, you, you know, the Browns uh, this week, um, you know, they look like they're going to have a team where, you, you know, the Texans aren't that good of a team. I think they're they're trying to find themselves. Heard Ross Tucker talking about it on the radio, 92.3 The Fan, how, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out if Lovey Smith's the guy. Uh, they need a quarterback. And obviously, it may not be the, the media circus that it once was. Um, in this game, do you think that um, the Browns will come out and and really put the ball up in the air a little bit and try to get Deshaun Watson's feet wet, or uh, push come to shove? That running game is 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 what it is, and we know that's what the Cleveland Browns do about, uh, just about as best as better than anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it'll be a more of a 50-50 uh, attack moving forward in this game? Well, I think they're going to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's we got to come out of here with a win. We want to drink the Kool Aid and go six and zero the ma- remaining <laughs> stretch of the season. You got to win the game, and they're going to lean on what they've been since Kevin Stefanski has been here. What they do best and that's rushing the football. They're going to run the football a lot, especially early on, and then especially when you consider that the Texans are the worst rush defense in the NFL, and they can't score. They got the worst offense in the NFL. So the last thing you want to do is come out and try to show off Deshaun Watson and especially if he's showing a little bit of rust and all of a sudden turn the football over and turn it into a game where it shouldn't be a game early on. So I expect they're going to lean on the run game early on. They're going to still dabble in some drop back pass, some opportunities for Deshaun to start building that rapport with his receivers. But then I think potentially if you're able to get a little bit of a lead and the defense is playing the way they should against Davis Mills, then I, I can see Kevin Stefanski saying, all right, now this is our opportunity to kind of build a little momentum in our passing game going into a really tough game next week at Cincinnati and at Joe Burrow. So we're going to open it up and let Deshaun Watson throw the ball 30, 35 times down the stretch to make sure that he's on the same page with all those receivers and that he's feeling really comfortable for what this offense is going to be the last five games of the season. I just want to close with this, Joe. Um, Look, it is a six-game window here. Um, But this is a really important six-game window as it'll be the first appearance of Deshaun Watson. And, you know, we get to free agency and these types of things. And you see the Von Millers of the world. You know, these guys who are looking for, you know, it's not necessarily so much about money as it is, hey, I want to play in marquee games. I want to play in championship games. I want to play in Super Bowls. Would six games be enough of a sample size for you know potential free agents to say, you know what? Absolutely. Andrew Barry, hit me up. I like what you all got going on. Definitely strongly considering Cleveland. I would absolutely think so because Deshaun Watson as a player already has a really good reputation within the league as far as guys wanting to play with him. I think Jadevian Clowney, that was one of the reasons he wanted to come out here was because he believes in Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. 
And so I think if Deshaun's able to go out in these last six games and prove that he's the same player that he was when he was last on the football field, which was a top five franchise quarterback, then that's going to do a lot to bring in those free agents in the offseason because they're going to think that they're they have an opportunity to build something really special in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson at the helm at quarterback. And it's interesting you mentioned money is not as big of an issue now as it used to be. I mean, the money is just so big right now uh, with the contracts that these guys are getting that it's way bigger than when I played. And it's 10 times bigger than when it was in the nineties, when it was never even really considered about like, who are the best teams? You just took whoever gave you the most money. But now that's one of the benefits. Maybe you could look at, um, of these contracts being so big and the salary cap going so high because of the huge TV dollars is now players can be much more selective with what team they sign for because they've already made enough money for them and their kids and their grandkids that really. An so we only have five houses. Doesn't we'll really matter. Okay. Yeah, right. Five houses versus six. Who cares? Like <laughs> it's all about chasing the championships and playing with teams that you and places that you want to be. And so I think, especially when you play in a cold weather city like Cleveland, it's not, going to be everybody's first place that they want to live. But if you can sell them on, hey, we're competing for championships every year because we have a franchise quarterback, that is meaningful stuff when you're trying to recruit free agents. There's no question about it. Um, two months away, um, you'll probably from what's going, it'll be Super Bowl weekend, but uh, it'll be a big, big weekend, of course, uh, in the Thomas household. You know, yes, obviously sir. for all Cleveland Browns fans, you know, Garrett, my, Garrett and myself, you know, very, very, you know, intrigued and excited, you know, for what can all go down that weekend. So we appreciate you for taking this time out here. Um, big transition this week for this franchise. And, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying it. This is the way this is invested in the money. The draft choices, this is supposed to be going towards the best error of this franchise ever. Um, we're all praying it goes that way. Um, otherwise, there's going to be a lot, a lot of difficult conversations, similar to maybe some of the ones that are going on in the Denver Broncos circles right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so myself, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, G. Bush, 91, uh, Joe Thomas, 73, guys. Uh, everybody knows you know, how great. And Joe, he's, he's just so uh, giving with his time. Um, and, and I'll say it again, there's, there's nobody who needs to be as nice as they are when their name is Joe Thomas, but it, Joe is t- the true real deal. Just genuine, genuine gentleman. And we appreciate you uh, for taking this time out here. Uh, folks, it's a big week. It's a crazy week. Um, you know, we're going to get into this Sunday. We can get this chapter behind us and you know, the going back to Houston thing. And if you heard some of Brown's daily today, it doesn't sound like Houston even cares. You know, they just basically <laughs> just want to run this out. They want this over with uh, as Houston's. They're already look. They're like they're already looking at the draft. The Houston Texans, and understandably so. Not much different than the way seventeen ended here. Um, so, with all that being said, we take uh, we appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day. Whether it's podcast, whether it's YouTube, um, we you know subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. You have your notifications on. Throw likes on the episodes, and also if you have the Roku app. Search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find us. You will find the Guardians. You will find the Cavaliers, uh, Gavaliers, and of course G. Bush and the boys over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on ELOB. Let's go Browns.